If you have your Bible, stand with me and turn to the book of Luke. We'll read from the 15th chapter, Luke 15. Read a verse of scripture, that being the 20th verse, Luke 15 and 20. Again, while you're finding this particular passage of scripture, let me say to all of our guests, we are so grateful that you are here. It's great to have the Check It family with us today visiting with the Littles. We're so happy to have them. And the Lindsay family, Ashton and Adam, we're glad to have you and your family visiting with Emily and Cameron. We're happy that they are here today with us. And to all of our guests, we are thrilled that you are a part of this service and would love for you to be a part of this great church, First United Pentecostal Church of Kennett. Luke 15, one verse of Scripture. Many of the verses that you will find in your Bible have red letters, meaning that Jesus himself spoke these words, and he did say these words. And he arose and came to his father. The prodigal here is taking action upon a realization that he's made, that it would be better to be a servant in his father's house than to slop with pigs. And verse 20 shows us that response. And he arose and came to his father's. And when he did, the Bible says that when he was a great way off, a great way off, it's described, the distance is described as a great way off. His father saw him and had compassion, and ran, and fell on his neck, and kissed him. I want to preach for just a little while on this Sunday morning. A great way off is not as far as it feels. A great way off is not as far as it feels. Not with our Father. Is there anybody thankful for the day that He ran your way? Oh, lift your hands and your voices and begin to celebrate that you have a Father that loved you enough that when you weren't faithful, He was. Somebody ought to shout and give God praise because you're here today because He ran to you. I celebrate you in this sanctuary, Father. I rejoice in you today. You deserve my high praise. I once was lost but now I'm found I'm thankful that a great way off isn't as far as it feels you may be seated praising the Lord I'm so thankful for his presence here it's certainly in the sanctuary to have an opportunity to step into a sanctuary and to feel the power of God. I, I, I think, Brother Larry, as you're singing that song lately, all I've got is leaving. There's just something about it. This world just seems to be getting worse. Every time that you read uh, news stories or you see the news, it just seems like it's negative and it's getting worse. Just popped up on the, on the screen today. COVID is running rampant in Europe and it's a warning for the United States of America. And then you read about how this is going wrong and how that's going wrong and how there's this difficulty and there's that difficulty. It helps me to understand that there's not a better day today to know the way and to know that He is here for you and He is here for me. What I want somebody to hear today is it doesn't matter where you are. He can get to where you are if you'll just start the journey 
with a step toward the Savior. He's ready to run. I want to tell somebody, today's your day to start a journey toward Him. And He's ready to run to you, embrace you, and bring you back to His house. Oh, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Why? Because I know before I can even get there that He's going to run and embrace me and give me that which I need to help me out of the hell that's happening. Look at your neighbor and say, hell's happening. It's running rampant. Every day, the devil goes to and fro seeking whom he may devour. The sad truth of it is, friend, is many have been devoured by the devil. As I look out at this great host of people that have gathered on this Sunday morning, I Consider the fact that we are all in different places. And some, it may feel, are further away from Him than perhaps others. And there is a great gulf between you and what you see as a solution to your scenario. But as I read this particular passage, this passage about the prodigal son, and I understand that the great way off was to describe how far the prodigal had gone from his father. It was a great way off. It was nothing like the father's house. The father's house couldn't compare to the pig pen where he found himself. He left, hear me, he left a place, a palace, and went from a palace to a pig pen, and it was his own choice. He, in other words, backslid. If we're not careful, we can become judgmental and say, oh yeah, I know some backsliders. But consider yourself also that there have been times when you could have had all of this and you chose rather something else that was a great way off than what we have here in this house today. How blessed are we to come into the presence of the Holy One of Israel and to feel the sweet spirit as the songs are sung in the sanctuary and just to know that He's as close as the mention of His name. I want somebody to know that if If you came from the pits of hell and you stepped in this sanctuary, you are in a place where you're just a few feet from an altar. And at an altar, he can close the gap real quick. That there seems to be a great way away, but it's just a step or two toward him. And he will meet you where you are and help you out of the hell that's happening in your home and deliver you from the difficulty of the day to day. it but this near 55 year old man is becoming forgetful in my office on the desk is something that is known as a range finder does anybody know what I'm talking about it's a range finder and if you're going to get involved in bow hunting specifically they say that you need to know you know I mean with the rifle brother Clyde I mean you should be able to you know I mean should be able to hit the deer if you and see it, you know, I mean, but with the bow, you got to know how close or rather how far it is. And You know, you go out and you, you see, this is where I shot that deer last time with the rifle. And you're like, oh, I think that was about 300 yards away. And you click that range finder and it's like, no, that, that wasn't quite 300 yards, was it? 
it was a little closer than what it than what it felt like. It felt like that was a long way away, but when you really look at it, you see it wasn't as far as you thought it was. Has anybody ever been familiar with thinking, oh, that was a lot further than 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 it than it was? I, I mean it was a lot closer than than what I thought it was. It seemed like that was a long way away, but really it wasn't as far. That's the way people feel sometimes when it comes to their relationship and their walk with God. There are those that come and they feel like I'm I'm such you you don't know how far I've gone, Pastor. You don't you don't know how bad I've been. You don't know how you don't know how difficult it's been for me. You don't know how far that I've that I've gone away. But what I do know is that you are closer than what you feel. The devil wants to convince you that there's no way back. But I want to tell you, it just takes a couple steps in his direction. And he has the binoculars on you. He's got better than Bushnell. I want somebody to know that he's got better than Leopold. He doesn't know what it means to have a Simmons. He's got the ability to zone in on you and no matter how far you are away if you'll take just a step or two in his direction he's ready to run I want to tell somebody today he's ready to run to you so as I consider this story I think first and foremost that there was something that happened in the heart of the son that would lead him away maybe it was just the subtle things maybe it was the lure And the appeal of the big life and the big city. Maybe it was that he felt a need to be independent. That he wanted to prove himself. And that he wanted to uh, be the man and just take everything that he had. I don't know what it was. But I would say that it started with a seed of selfishness. Now it's my opinion. Perhaps that alone. But it's my opinion That backsliding starts with a seed of selfishness. And I believe that that seed of selfishness is then nurtured and watered and cared to by the adversary. Let me just tell you, let me advise you, let me warn you that if you are looking to backslide, it won't be difficult. The devil will do everything he can for you to make the backsliding as easy as possible. Matter of fact, I don't think that anybody plans to backslide. I don't think there's anybody thinking today, taking notes like, you know, the first step, I'm just going to start missing every other Wednesday. And then, you know, after that, I'm sure any of the prayer meetings, I'm not going to any of them. And then, you know, I'm going to quit. I'm not going to go to the the Bible class. I'm only going to show up on Sunday. And then after that, I'm only going to show up on Sunday that the pastor's there. And, you know, that was for somebody. (laughs) And then that won't work because that means I'd have to be there too much. And so I'm just going to. Nobody plans to backslide. Nobody says, you know what, I think I'm just going to get out of church because I don't really want to go to heaven anyway. There's nobody here today that says, I want to spend my eternity in hell. There's nobody thinking today, i got to figure out a way to get lost. How many of you have found it's easier to get lost? It's getting easier and easier. There are ways... 
to slide back. And it all seems to start with a seed of selfishness. And it did in this particular situation as the son says, Give me, give me what's mine. I'm entitled. I want to tell you something, friend. There is something to be said about an entitled attitude. I want everybody here to understand we are all here saved by grace. Unmerited favor from the pastor to the back pew. Nobody deserves the salvation that the cross and Jesus Christ provide. I want somebody to hear what I'm preaching to you today. That if you are going to make it, it's going to be because God loves you and will save you by grace. No, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect, but I am forgiven and I'm saved by grace. Somebody ought to celebrate that in this sanctuary, on this Sunday, it's not for the perfect. It's for the people that love God and will start in His direction and let His mercy surround you. Give me. I'm entitled. I want my inheritance. Give me what's mine. I deserve this. This is mine, mine, mine. Me, me, me. It's the generation that we live in, church. The mind, the me generation. It's all about me. It's all about me. Everything centers. I've told some people, you know, it's your world. We're just living in it. You know, it just seems like they just, everything has to revolve around them. And what happened to the son is he allowed a seed of selfishness to cause him to and then it starts to snowball I have people that I've talked to that said I had no idea that we could ever get to this just simply starts with a seed of selfishness and then it snowballs and then it's out of control and what happens is it seems like overnight people are a great way Have you ever considered that maybe those that were a great way off wouldn't feel like it was so far away if we were better at connection than comparison? Now let that sink in for just a minute. I'm wanting to help somebody today. Maybe people wouldn't feel like it was such a great way off if we were better at connection than we are comparison. Does anybody understand with me that comparison is the thief of joy? I want you to stay. I'm slowing it down a little bit on purpose. I mean, I can scream and swing from the chandeliers. That ain't no problem. I probably will before the day's over. But I want to slow it down so that this sinks in. Comparison is the thief of joy. You know, I really enjoyed seeing that deer I killed until I looked at the one you killed. And then I said, man, that's, that's, that's all I got. You, know, you can eat for weeks. I might get one meal out of this little, you know what I mean. I mean, there was joy. And then it was like <laughs> stolen away because your deer is bigger than my deer. You're out catching fish and you're like, how many did you catch? Oh, I've caught a few. How about you, 150? Well, then not, my day's not as good as yours was. You ever been with a me monster? I mean, you tell a story and there's always tops you. You know what I'm saying? Well, I did. Oh, well, let me tell you what I did. You know. And then, you know, 
Armstrong steps out and says, well, I stepped on the moon, top that. What are you going to do, you know? Comparison is the thief of joy. Here's what I want you to understand, and this is a time for us to consider it. This is a month that we shouldn't be thinking about Christmas just yet. We should be so thankful for what the Christ of Christmas has done for us. We should have an attitude of gratitude. I want to tell you, you can go a long way, church, with an attitude of gratitude. I want to be somebody that's thankful. Another thing I want to do is I want to get better at sharing your successes. I want to enjoy when you have success. There's a particular person that I hunt with, and uh, we we play the videos, and and my kids just comment about, man, Damien, he just seems like he's just as excited when you kill something as he is, even if if he doesn't, and you do, he's so excited. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. I enjoy hunting with Damien because whenever I kill a turkey, he's just as excited. He'd rather me kill one than him, and he's so excited about it. And there's other people that if they see it before you, boom, oh, my bad, I didn't know that was yours, you know what I'm saying? Not Damien, he's there. And man, when you shoot that bird, he's like, oh man, look, that's, that's a double beer. Look at the spurs. I mean, he's so excited and he shares. You like to be around people that share in your successes. How many of you have ever heard when one has a heartache, we all shed a tear? There's more to it than that, friend. When somebody has a success, we ought to be slapping them on the back and say, man, you're doing good. It sure is good to see you. Instead of beating them up about not being here, when they're here, say, man, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you came. It sure is good to see you. We hope you'll come back. I want to encourage. I want to encourage you to encourage others. And let's not be the thief of joy. Let's not compare. Yeah, I can't believe they quit church. They didn't. If they had it as bad as I, they'd have quit alone. No, you need to start focusing on the fact that we are brothers. We are brothers. We need to be more Concern, caring, forge a connection. For those of you that were at our meeting with guests follow-up, and we're so thankful for all of our guests that are here, you want to start a connect group. And that's why we have on Tuesday nights the connect group. And it's for people that are that are uh, guests here. We want them to come back and be a part of a small group. And Brother Little facilitates that and talks with people. And I was here one time. And Destiny, that was that was such a great time. And Tina, we're... Tina, we're so glad that your, your family's with you. Look, at that's a whole row filled up. That's awesome. You know what's happening, Tina, is we're making a connection with y'all. And now you're bringing other family. Who knows? We might kick Cameron out of his seat. You might fill up that whole front row and that'll be just fine. We'll say, Cameron, you can come over here and fill up this row with all your family. Starting connections. The Harpers are a part of that connect group. And what it is is just a small group for, for people to talk. And Tina, I so enjoyed the last time we were there, you know, you telling your story. We don't, we can't do that here in this setting. I can't say, okay, Tina, come up and tell us about, you know, thus and so. And then we'll talk. Well, I don't know if I do that. You can't do that in a setting like this. But in a, in a small group setting like that, you can talk about your fears. You can talk about your successes. And, and you can start a connection. And, you know, the reason why I believe you're here with your family is because we started that connection. And if, if we just said, oh, we're happy to see you. Maybe, maybe you'll come back. Then you probably wouldn't be here. But we started a connect group. And we can connect with one another. And if you haven't done that, I want to encourage you. I want you to look around. There are places that are empty today that people used to sit on those pews. When's the last time you connected with them? When's the last time you talked with them? 
Don't call them and say, my God, what's wrong with you? You don't come to church anymore. No, that's the wrong thing to do. Say, hey, how you doing? How's your family doing? Start with a conversation. Start with a connection. Say, you know, we really are missing you at church and we'd love for you to be there. And it's not so that we can get a number and fill the pew. It's because we want to fill heaven. We want people to be able to come and find something here that will take them there. It starts with a connect group. I believe, here's what I believe. I believe that backsliders coming back and they will is going to be a lot easier if we will not judge and rather connect. Somebody say, Pastor, you're really preaching good today. Thank you. I appreciate that. See, y'all are being nice. I feel like I'm connecting with you. We've got, we've got to get to the place where we don't have the other brother mentality. Oh, well, what about me? See, it goes back. We, I think both brothers were selfish. If you want to know my opinion, they both were selfish. But there were those like the coin that were lost in the house and then there were those like the prodigal that said I'm selfish I'm out of here but I want somebody to hear what Jesus says whenever he talks about the response to a realization here's what has to happen there has to be a realization there's not anybody coming back without a realization that's why it's so important and significant to get people to the house of God so that the word of God can go forward I want somehow somebody to say today well I'm not as bad off as I thought I was I'm not so far away that I can't get back to God. There are some that have come and said, you don't even, I don't even know why I'm coming. I don't even understand why I'm even here. I'll tell you why. It's because a great way off is closer than it feels. The prodigal was so far away in his mind. Why? Because that had pushed him to the place that he was in the pig pen. And he was slopping with the pigs. He was looking at pig slop as appealing. He's about to take a piece of the husk that remained. After that, I'm going to tell you, I've eaten in some pretty rough places, but I've never eaten in a place where there were pigs nibbling on my corn before I got it. That's a bad, that is a great, I can understand why the writer said it was a great way off. Because he's stealing corn from the pigs and he's like give me some of that and he's sitting there he's eating this muddy piece of corn and he starts to realize I don't know when it's going to happen but something is going to happen because there's too many prayers that are being prayed there are people in this community there are people that you love that they are going to wake up one day and realize I don't have to eat this muddy piece of corn and there's going to be something that clicks in their mind and they're going to remember an altar where thousands have prayed through and they're going to say I remember a day when I was at my daddy's house and I want to go back to my daddy's house because ain't nobody at my daddy's house eating corn that's got mud in the middle of the husk there's something that's going to click in their mind and when it does I want them to say I'll go back even if I'm a servant there's something in their mind that says I got to get back to the house of God I got to get back to the place where I can find an altar and get out of this pig pen and the realization was made it clicked something clicked you know why I believe it clicked I don't believe it clicked sister Lulabelle because there was a brother that was missing his brother I believe it clicked 
because there was a father that was missing his son. I pray today that we will be more like our father than our brother. Hear what I'm preaching to you today. I pray that we will be more like our father than our brother. Well, they deserve what they got. If they hadn't done that, they wouldn't be in the place they are. Quit being so judgmental and realize you're just a few steps away from a great way off. The father, I believe, I believe the father every day when he would pray, would pray, let my son come home today. Let my son come home today. And here is what he did in addition to praying the prayer, let my son come home today. Sister Lulabelle, I believe that he got out there and he stood and he looked to the horizon with the binoculars that were the best of the best. And he kept saying, I believe I can see my son. Oh, it's not him today. And he would go back out and the next day he would say, is there any way you can get me some better binoculars? Is there any way that you can get me something that I can see a little bit further? I've got to be able to see as far off as I can because the second that I see him starting my way, that's when I will run to him and let him know we missed you here. We want you here. We love you here. Here's what I want somebody to understand. That it's time as a church that first you PC get our eyes open and start looking for people that are lost that have found a way away and say a great way off isn't nearly as far as it feels because as soon as you step in that door we're going to love you we're going to embrace you we're going to pray for you and we're going to say welcome home we're so glad that you've come back we're not judging you and why you left and how you got where you are we want you to know you made it home and if you make it home you're going to find the father's house is a great place to be great way off isn't nearly as far as it feels I can only imagine the boy as he gathered the few things that he had from the pig pen and started trudging out of the slop and closed the pig pen gate behind him and started his trek to where his father was waiting I believe it was just a few steps from the pig pen when the daddy said, oh, there he is. I spot him. I see him. I know that he's coming my way. And Brother Clyde, the father, didn't wait around and said, I'm going to watch him walk back. I'm going to make him take every step. He should have never left me in the first place. Who does he think he is demanding this? Oh, no. None of that judgmental condemnation. There was something in the heart of the loving father that says, as soon as I see my son come up over the horizon, I'm going to run as fast as I can and make the journey as short as it can possibly be. I want to tell somebody there are people that are coming back and maybe you feel a great way off I want you to know it's not as far as it feels there's a heavenly father that's ready to run to you and say I'm going to find you where you are he still had pig slop on him but there was a daddy that embraced him and said come on home we're going to kill the fatty cow we're going to put a robe on you we're going to give you a ring we're going to celebrate that once you were lost but now you're found stand with me A great way off isn't nearly as far as it feels. Condemnation, criticism, and comparison 
have pushed people away when love and compassion will draw people in. We can close the gap between those that are lost if we will love like the Father. Let me say that again. We can close the gap between those that are lost if we can love like the Father and connect and not condemn and connect and not compare and say, oh, I want to be a part of the great restoration. I want to be a part of the great revival of backsliding. I want to be a part of a church that welcomes people from a great way off. I mentioned as I started today that there's a different distance between each and every one of us and where he is. If I were to have my rangefinder and click it, I would say, ah, oh, you're about two feet from an altar. And Jerry, you might be 10 or 15 yards from an altar. Brother Autry might, he might be, I don't know, 20, 25 yards from an altar. And it might feel like a great way off. But I want those of you to know that are on the front row, all you got to do is pick that foot up. When you start to put it down, before you can even get that foot down, he's going to be embracing you. Brother Noel, you may be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. But when you take one or two, you won't even have to wait. He'll take you and embrace you and say, let me bring you to where I am. Let me kill the fatted calf. Let me prepare a banquet table for you. There's not one, I want you to know, there's not one of us here that are going to look down our snout and say, oh, what is he? No. Everyone that's here today that has a heart like the Father say, I'll help you along the way. I'll help you along the way. I came to preach on this Sunday morning. A great way off isn't nearly as far as it feels. There have been times that I've sat there that it felt like 200 yards to the altar. It was just two steps because there was a great separation. I felt condemning eyes. I felt comparison, conflict. I want all of that to be alleviated today. And I want everybody to know today there's not one that will judge you if you step out from where you are and come to where he is. Because what you will find is a father that loves you and will cause you to see a great way off isn't nearly as far as it feels. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I wonder if everyone would please be reverent to the presence of the spirit that's in the sanctuary. Allow me an opportunity to ask a question to those that are present in this place today. Is there anybody that feels that feels there is a separation between you and the Savior and that somehow today you sense that He is a great way off and yet you've heard what the Spirit has spoken and you believe that He's closer than what you feel. I wonder if you need Him, would you just slip your hand up and say, I need a Savior, I need a Savior, I need a Savior. There are hands that are being raised in this house. Let me tell every person that lifted a hand, 
He is as close as the mention of His name. You take two steps and He'll bring you the rest of the way. All you have to have is a realization that I need Jesus. These altars are open for people who need Jesus. That ought to meet everybody today. And if you will start the journey, He will meet you and greet you and receive you and love you. A great way off isn't as far as it feels. A Savior is running to where you are. All you did was take the step. All you did was take the step. And now the Savior embraces you. Find at this altar the help that you need from your hell. The deliverance you need from your difficulty. There is a Savior that will save you. There is a Savior that will save you.